This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking about the High Tech Act EHR Incentive Program with Bonnie Cassidy, President of the Board of Directors of the American Health Information Management Association. Thanks so much for joining us today, Bonnie. Great, thank you. For starters, why don't you tell us a little bit about AHIMA? AHIMA is the American Health Information Management Association, and that is the membership association of all the health information management professionals. Right now, there's over 60,000 members, and it's really dedicated to the effective management of personal health information. So AHIMA was actually started in 1928 to improve the quality of medical records, And as technology has changed, really now AHIMA is committed to advancing the HIM profession of those health information management professionals into an increasing electronic and global environment. Okay. To earn EHR incentives from Medicare or Medicaid, hospitals and physicians have to use certified EHR software that includes a list of specific security functions including encryption and authentication and many others. So what's the best way to go about comparing and contrasting the effectiveness of the security functions of EHR software that's out there? Well, I think to really understand the security functions of the EHR software, the consumers and the providers all must be knowledgeable about what exactly people mean when they say a certified EHR. So to begin with, I'd recommend consumers and providers check out the CCHIT website, because that's the first area uh, to really see what's included. Uh, So first, the buyer has to know what type of certification a product has. And now, you know, there's two different types of certification uh, that are available. There's the CCHIT certified, and that's really uh, independently developed certification that includes a rigorous inspection of the EHR's functionality, interoperability, and security. So security is one of the things that is tested. As part of that whole independent evaluation, uh, successful use is also verified by CCHIT at live sites and product usability is rated. Then the other type of certification that we have now is the ONC, and that's referred to as the ONC ATCB, That's something that came about because of the change that we had with qualifying EHR technology for ARA. So the specific purposes of that program is really the authorized testing and certification body. That's the ATCB, part of the Office of the National Coordinator. So we've got one set that's the CCHIT certification. The other is ONC. ATCB. Some may refer to that as the ARA certification. It's just important that you know what's in the scope of each one of those two types of certifications so the buyer doesn't have uh, any expectations that need to be really focused on in terms of what's included and really what are they buying. I think the second thing the buyer has to know is what security functions specifically are included in those certification test scripts. So in other words, what security functions are tested? And when we talk to providers and consumers, they're assuming oftentimes that everything needed for security is included in that certification process. So just like privacy, 
security can be included in the EHR software, but it's the human side of actually using that software that makes or breaks the security of the actual process and that for that organization. So I think it's the human intervention for EHRs, things like the governance and the rules and the policies and procedures, all of those that have to do with using the EHR really makes a difference um, for the privacy aspect. And without the EHR governance, it's just really another software product that could be abused. So it's really understanding the scope and then taking a look and seeing how it's actually rolled out in an organization. And in terms of AHEMA, that's an area that the HIM professional is responsible for in organizations is the EHR governance. So the EHR software can have the security audit logs, for example, that include all the various steps that are tested. And, of course, the software is certified, but it's the user that can turn off that functionality and the EHR is able to work without it. So then your entire security system is violated. So you really need to be monitoring those security aspects and basically what's turned on and what's turned off. To qualify for the High-Tech Act incentives, hospitals and physicians must conduct a risk analysis and then take action to mitigate those risks that they've identified. What tips would you offer on how to conduct an effective risk assessment, especially if you have a limited budget? Well, among the components of high-tech, it really provided the funding for Medicare and Medicaid incentives, and that's where they're really looking for that meaningful adoption of the EHR. So the registration for the eligible providers, and that would be your physicians and hospitals, begins this month with the payments starting in May. So while the technology selected is a major component, really in meeting the meaningful use requirements and overlooked an often uh, really challenging aspect is the performance of that risk management that you're talking about in the risk assessment to protect the confidentiality, the integrity, and the availability of that protected health information. So under HIPAA and the HIPAA security rule uh, regarding regulatory compliance, there's two different types of assessments. One is a compliance assessment or an evaluation where you really have to answer questions like, where do we stand with respect to the regulations? Or how well are we achieving this ongoing compliance? So within that standard, you're performing a periodic technical and non-technical evaluation. And at the end of the evaluation, you'd have a summary of the compliance indicators for yourself and your organization. The other type with, again, required by HIPAA security rule, is the risk assessment or the analysis. And that answers the question, what is our exposure to information assets like PHI? And what do we need to do to mitigate these risks? So the first one is really a high level, like you're 60,000 feet above the ground, the compliance assessment. The other one, the risk assessment, is really you're getting down deep into the weeds and doing a thorough assessment of the potential risks and vulnerabilities within your organization. And for the risk mitigation, the organization should really be conducting, in addition to those, their own readiness assessments. So they can do that themselves to really answer questions like, have we implemented adequate privacy safeguards? And have we implemented adequate security safeguards? 
So really taking that information that they're learning from those assessments and really doing their own risk mitigation readiness assessment for their own organization. And it really will bubble up all the issues that they need to address for privacy and security. So what do you think are some of the key risk mitigation steps that many organizations wind up having to take as a result of their risk assessment? Well, again, I think it has a lot to do with combining of strategies. Many right now are taking a look at the meaningful use regulations, and then they're also taking a look at their HIPAA privacy and security exposure. So they're trying to do a review of that security risk analysis and really implement those security updates as they're needed. Right along the same time, they're identifying any security deficiencies or working on meaningful use. So it could be many times areas within the security logs or their audit trails, or they're finding out that they thought certain items that needed to be tracked were included in their audit trail, and they find out none of that information is there or certain key components are missing. But they're never going to know that until they dive in and really find out what's included. A lot of the access controls, or roles-based controls where they have to actually get in and see who has access and do do a lot of testing. So it's really getting in and taking a look. Now, that's on the security side, of course. On the privacy side, again, it's going back and taking a look at those policies and procedures and testing them and seeing if they're enforced and also going back and seeing the consequences, you know, what is being done throughout the organization and working with human resources, for example, because there's going to be exposure throughout the organization, potentially. So they have to see that they're addressing it through employee disciplinary action as well. That's a common one is working, really working organization-wide with the employees that are not in health information technology or in health information management, but often care providers uh, having access to that information, just constant training and retraining of the workforce on the confidentiality of the information. Finally, what other advice would you offer to organizations about how to ensure the privacy of patient information, especially as they implement electronic health records? Well, I think every provider organization has to have a health information management professional working as part of the team, either serving as a consultant or as an employee in the role of a chief privacy officer um, because our is earmarked, uh, you know, over $20 billion really in health information technology. So it's the privacy and the security of the EHRs and all the other technology that's a key concern. So really now more than ever, uh, experts need to be sought out to ensure that appropriate measures are taken to protect the health data. And AHIMA has a certification for those with the expertise in healthcare privacy and security. That's referred to as a CHPS, where you're certified in healthcare privacy and security. And I'd recommend that providers look for that designation to have that person on the team as they're testing and certifying for privacy and security and doing evaluations within their organization. Because the HEMA CPHS is the only certification that combines privacy and security uh, within one credential in the healthcare industry. So that certification ensures that you've got the advanced competency in designing and implementing and administrating 
the comprehensive programs that the organizations need to make sure that they're constantly doing their own self-assessment on all areas of privacy and security as they move forward with HIT adoption. Thanks, Bonnie. We've been talking today with Bonnie Cassidy, president at AHIMA. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.